El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I am your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I'm a robot. Joining me today, he's my co-host on a podcast called Unpop's Music. He also hosts a podcast of his own called Ghoul School, and another podcast called Look Good for the Boys. He does it all. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Sell. Also joining me, you know our next guest from the Conspiracy The Show podcast. At least you should. If you don't, you should be listening to better podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Hydar. It's gonna be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today as co-host, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but Jeff will be back next week, probably, who knows. Maybe. But I do got a room full of guests, a virtual room. COVID is still real. Don't act like it's not. Case in point, (laughs) Olivia Hydar is here, my co-host on Conspiracy (laughs) the Show. If you don't know that, you're a bad friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do do that. And I am here. And COVID is also is here. It's real. COVID is real. Well, come on. You're representing the conspiracy pod. You're not supposed to. Take oh, right. No. OK. Yeah. No. COVID is what's the one right now? It's like I, it's real, but yeah, it's well, not that big a deal. I think it's real. But like Dems launched it as a bio right. weapon to Soros win the election and things, you know, it's something Uh, like that. It's all true. It's all true. Hey, Andy Sells here too. Andy, my co-host on Unpop's music, among other things. You can't even see it. I got my Baja blast, but it's 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 green. So it's It's blending with the the background. I I sort of see it. Andy, how's it going? How How are things in Minneapolis? Things in Minneapolis are fine. There's no COVID anymore. I was just on a plane. There's nobody was wearing a mask. Flight attendants weren't wearing a mask. There's no COVID. It's gone. We beat it. Yeah, I'm fine saying it on the pod because I'll be back by the time this goes up. But I'll be in the Midwest for the next few days. And the COVID is one of the (laughs) things I am especially concerned about because I suspect because even in L.A., no one's super duper taking it that serious anymore uh, like there's no masks I'll, in stores or anything i'll like tell that. you from my travels recently i am seeing more people taking it seriously and I, i'll be honest i'm in minneapolis so it's like you know it's not it's not representative of the greater midwest <laughs> but i've seen more people taking it seriously and, and wearing masks and more businesses encouraging masks in minneapolis than i did when i was in la yeah, yeah. I, I'm in Indianapolis, and we've been mask free since 2020. So <laughs> well, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested to see how it goes because there's some situations I'm just gonna mask up just because I know most people there aren't, 
And yeah. yeah. Like like on the plane. Like on the plane. <laughs> yeah, on the plane I, for sure. Yeah. I just wear a mask because I don't want people to see the lower half of my face. <laughs> it's it's really like the best benefit of the mask. Yeah, I opinion. was I was never good at hiding my facial expression, like natural reactions to things to begin with. Yeah. And now that the mask has completely taken my mouth like off the radar, I can't go back. I can't because yeah. I don't yeah. have a poker face. It's great. Yeah, like, I just mouth fuck you at so many people. <laughs> and there, under the there mask. was actually a study or an article that came out at one point. Maybe it was even an article about the study that Ooh. said <laughs> wearing a mask does make you seem more attractive to people. And it's well. Like, yeah, well, no shit. You can only see 50% of a person's yeah. face. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that mouth could be whatever you're right. into, you yeah. know? That's a, yeah, you get, <laughs> that's a real coin flip right there. I'm, I'm a lot more attractive when you can only see my <laughs> luscious hair and beautiful eyes. <laughs> Other than that, you know? So it, it's. I a, like your smile, Olivia. I think well, you have a beautiful smile. You're the only one. <laughs> Well, it's shit. Appropriate. <laughs> it's appropriate that we're talking about all these locales around the country because we're talking about local news today. We're doing another local news roundup episode because, hey, places that aren't New York and California matter too. And also, mm-hmm. there's like New York and California news in here. That's not really <laughs> yeah. the point of these episodes. They're just kind of easy to research and they're fun. Not always lighthearted. Most of this isn't going to be lighthearted, but, you know, not the hell ride last week's episode was where we talked about Brittany Griner, Melissa Lucio and Redonda Vaught all in the same episode. Those are three women in serious peril right now. Hey, speaking of women in peril and things (laughs) that are not local news, for one thing, this segue brought to you by Segway. Segway when you need a segue. Segway. It seems like Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned somehow. Yeah. I wonder if it's all fake. I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if Elon Musk had somebody draft the draft to leak it to Politico, <laughs> right. So that people would get back on Twitter. It's just all on Twitter. It doesn't exist elsewhere. Yeah, Could I be. mean that's. I guess that's the best case scenario. That's, that's really yeah. That's really just my fantasy brain <laughs> hoping for this to not be true. It's like the only other possible positive scenario is that we like set enough justices on fire that they decide to like not do this. And I guess that's the other option. Break for edit so I don't get visited by Secret <laughs> Service. And moving on. Yeah, yeah. it's intense. Like you want to hope it's not actually going to come to pass, but it seems pretty certain like if they have already written up the draft and we already know why the you know that the democrats aren't going to do anything to stop it and why they aren't going to do anything to stop it so i don't really have anything you know not to take a cue from olivia but i don't know (laughs) if there's anything i can say about this that won't get me visited by (laughs) some agency and it's such a new development is part of the thing like this episode is going to be out close to a week after it happened but we're recording mm-hmm. it the morning after it yes. was announced which is that feels like an appropriate way to put yeah, it yeah it's uh, the morning yeah, after totally. episode yeah we're, exactly. we're morning after re- uh, recording podcasters react podcast v 
Yeah, I mean, up on YouTube. I mean, we are. Yeah, we're filming video. We could put together a, a oh, quick God. and witty <laughs> podcast yeah. to react to Roe v. Wade being overturned. <laughs> Reaction. Everyone's taking barrels, screaming. Yeah, this sucks. The only bright side is that it isn't formalized yet. This is not the law of the land. Yeah, really. Right. I mean, you know, by the time this episode comes out, maybe it's a different story. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, uh, the landscape is entirely different. Cause, yeah, because it's a week from now. But like for right now, as we record this, you know, it's important that people understand that nothing has changed yet. If you have an appointment to have an abortion, keep it. If you're seeing a doctor, <laughs> no, if like, you're waiting to get your abortion, stay in line. I mean, but yes, but yes, seriously, yeah. no, like, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, just because of the state of healthcare in this country, there's always a wait. You know, it's mm -hmm. not a lot of walk-ins anymore, and so yeah, I would say that's the biggest takeaway: is people who you know who can get pregnant. This is something to be vigilant about, but for right now, don't panic, you know, change any medical plans because of this. I'm seeing uh, a lot of tweets too, that were like, don't, don't start panic buying plan B. Yes. Yeah. Because you're going to create a drought. It's going to just go to waste. You know, oh, people are scarcity. still going to, people are still going to do that though. Well, yeah, oh, I absolutely. Mean, but like, you know, you want people will panic as much as possible. People will panic buy it and then tweet about people not panic buying it. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. That's why Twitter's a cesspool. I mean, you know, I think this has now been firmly established uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, if, yeah. if it wasn't already clear. That was my favorite thing about Elon Musk buying Twitter, which is another thing we haven't talked about on the podcast is it's like, OK, so what? Is it going to be bad now? Is that is that the problem? Elon Musk yeah. is going to make Twitter bad? Like yeah. that's what, yes. what kind of yearning for the old days bullshit is that? Like Twitter's yeah. been bad Twitter, since like Twitter has been bad since 2015. Like, OK, Twitter, Twitter had like seven years of it being OK. Kind I, of. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, Blue Lives Matter started in 2014, so it's been I, worse longer than 2015. Yeah. But I will say that just because something is bad doesn't mean it can't be made worse. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like, I don't think that's necessarily, uh, you know, calming anybody's anxieties about that situation. But as far as yeah. Roe v. Wade goes, oh, my God, this sucks. It's, uh, yeah. I it mean, sure what does. is there even to say about it? Yeah. Again, not, I can't say anything that's not going to get me investigated. You know, yeah, it's like it's, I literally it's like I. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's yeah. it's and it's obviously a thing that we will talk about more on an episode in the future. I just I don't know if the two thirds white dudes format is the right <laughs> lineup for dedicating an entire episode to Roe v. Right. Wade. Zero I, people. May, who I probably shouldn't even yeah. be on the episode. Like. <laughs> Sit this one out. But I mean, this. The, the, I think the other big thing about this, though, is that if it does go through, then it has potential impact on other precedents like the yeah. ones that this is founded on and Good. Obergfell and a bunch of the other you know, conservative targets. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, the, this, the, the, the legal chatter I keep seeing, right, is that this is basically a privacy ruling and that it's going to be used to attack a lot of other things yep 
Oh, that doesn't sound like the United States at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At least Democrats uh, will have a wedge issue now. Like, oh, thank God. They they'll didn't. get to they'll get to use abortion the way Republicans used abortion for all yeah. those years, just in a slightly <laughs> different way. Yeah, ineffectual. Yes, that's, yes. that's the way that they will use it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Republicans. It was ineffectual until it wasn't. Yeah, right, but it right wasn't. Now. It clearly wasn't. Yeah, exactly. It's clearly worked. So just give it another fifty years. We'll yeah, get we'll there. Just, just give it another 50 yeah. years of, uh, you know, continuing to give more money and more money to the police and the military and another 50 years of continuing to, you know, uh, consolidate and further privatize the media and therefore the public narratives and another 50 years of continuing to privatize and uh, consolidate literally every other utility. Yeah, what's going to happen? Exactly, exactly, Andy. Right. Exactly. It's, it's going to be this quite a wedge. It's going to be quite a wedge. Yeah. I mean, Circle totally. of life. Someone play the song. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. No, no song. Yeah, this is a nightmare. And yeah. Terrible. We will see how it unfolds. It's probably not going to be good. No, there's nothing good in the future. I just want that to be like a bait plate setting for for any news story yeah there's everything's gonna be bad at the beginning of this very podcast there's a little blurb in spanish that is a paraphrasing of the opening of public enemy's fourth album which is called apocalypse 91 and at Mm. the beginning of that album on one of my favorite opening songs on any album in the history of ever there's this voice that says the future holds nothing more than confrontation. And then it uh-huh. just goes into this fucking banging public enemy song. And yeah. the beginning of this podcast, that's what that voice is saying in Spanish. But I think it's like it's not. I, I do used really Google love. Translate. It, it says something like mm. the future wants nothing more than confrontation, which also sounds cool, especially yeah, good. when a woman speaking Spanish says it at the beginning of your podcast. Exactly. Also, I do don't really sue love me, Google. That a dystopian bit from 31 years ago is still super relevant. After what? How many times have we heard? Ah, oh, the president with the most progressive platform in Democratic Party history is in power, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we still can't fix the shit we were complaining about in 1991. Well, yep. at, least, at least we got police violence handled. Oh right. yeah, 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 totally, exactly. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how almost nothing from that era, and that was such a political era. Like, people were charged up politically and did not get shit done. Nothing. Like, people who were mad about the war just happened 10 years later. Everything Mm -hmm. people were mad about in 91 happened again 10 to 20 years later. Yep. Now, that does sound like the United (laughs) States. So... All right, let's get into some local let's news, Let's get I local. Guess. <laughs> Can we talk about Jenna Malone? Superhero Please. on and off camera. Well, not superhero. She's never played a superhero, but she was in yeah, Sucker Punch, which makes her a superhero to me. She mm-hmm. was in... The Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah. Books are better. It's not really a superhero. No, she's know? not a... No, she's, she's, she's like I, a freedom. I have already rolled that back. We don't need to spin okay. this off into a 15-minute talk. Are okay. you sure? May, I, I kind of feel like okay. it after the last <laughs> no. discussion we had, I would much rather, because this is going to take a dark turn. Yeah. I saw this on local news the day it 
happened because I live in L.A. and I'm one of those weirdos who will turn on the local news in the evening to see what's happening around town. Wow. And also because I watch Jeopardy. So it's oh, you, know, sure. you gear up for that. You watch half an hour of national news and then you watch Jeopardy. So I saw this report the day it happened. <sighs> My God. This guy was walking a dog down the street in a heavily congested part of Los Angeles. If I'm not mistaken, he was right by where the Earwolf podcast studio is okay. or was, which is like Hollywood Boulevard. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I do want to say, like, when I saw the name of the, where he was, I was, that was the least surprising part of the story to me. <laughs> oh, because yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know if anyone here listening, if you haven't been to Hollywood Boulevard, it is Barter Town from Thunderdome. <laughs> like, it's, it's a nightmare. Like it, it is if until yeah. you've been there, I'm sure it sounds very fancy. But there oh, is a, yeah, there is a six block stretch of Hollywood Boulevard that is just like, well, it's just a literally a parade of all of our failures as a species. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's where I lived when I first moved to L.A. Uh, for, <laughs> for the first like first month right on Hollywood and Highlands in, in a yeah. hostel. There. Oh wow! Yeah, and honestly, I was like, I saw this story. And I was like, to be fair, he was probably trying to fight off the guys with the snakes on their arms. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this wasn't that part of Hollywood Boulevard. No, it's, it's a yeah, little it's the other no, this further. Is, this is more like the like Lo Los Feliz area, right? No, sure. this was like I feel like this was like the um, where Amoeba Records yeah. used to be, in like mm. that stretch, like the Arby's where Pat Oswalt took the Emmy picture. Like, I think it was that kind of stretch because Earwolf was in that general vicinity and it just looked like that's where he was at. But mm. either way, he was in a busy part of Los Angeles and he, he, this part is dark. He was yeah. walking a dog and the way people describe what he was doing, he was swinging the dog in the air by its <laughs> leash and then slamming it on the ground. Jesus. With... So many people, like Tupac assassination level number of witnesses, just so many people around. And this is L.A. and that's a dog you're fucking with. So yeah. this like stopped time, like clocks <laughs> stopped, cars stopped moving, electronics stopped working. People got out of their car and started chasing this guy. And the first person to start chasing him, as it turns out, was actor Jenna Malone of <laughs> yeah. Sucker Punch fame. That's always going to be my first reference <laughs> for Jenna Malone. I'm sorry. And I remember seeing this news report and they're interviewing all the people who were involved and they talked to the person who was holding the dog. And I was like, is that a comedian? Have I done a show with her? Who is that? Because <laughs> Jenna Malone, she's oh, yeah. like she's recognizable, but not right. that recognizable. Yeah, yeah, she is. She, I, I think it was at this. I was at CineFamily watching a movie once, and she was next to me in the in the in the same row as me. And I, the whole time, I was like, "Who the fuck is like? I know this person. <laughs> I know her. I know her. I know she's right. an actress. I can't. I couldn't place her." And then afterwards, somebody was like, "Oh yeah, it was Jenna Malone." And I was like, "Oh, of course." Well, do you think the guy with the dog, when he saw Jenna Malone running at him, <laughs> he was like, I know her from somewhere? <laughs> oh, probably. 
she was young Jodie Foster in, 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 in contact. contact. That's yeah, who it that's was. It. That's who she is. She did the mirror shot. Okay. <laughs> and Jenna Malone has a thread on Twitter about this incident. Yeah. And the way she describes it is she gets she sees this and just pulls over and starts running toward the guy. She sees someone in an orange vest and is like, run with me, which I mean, this is L.A. I'm, I'm going to need I'm going to need a little more information in most cases, unless I can see the guy swinging the dog. Or if it's Jenna Malone, I feel yeah. like I feel like if Jenna Malone runs at you and says, come with me, you're going, you're, you're but just going to again, gonna go. I saw Jenna Malone holding the dog on the news and I was like, <laughs> Who is that? Does she host a show I did at a bar? <laughs> like, who? Because she's just got, like, if it said Jenna Malone, I would have been like, oh, shit, that's J- the Jenna Malone. But even then, I would have been like, the something? I would have been like, the Jenna Malone? Yeah. Oh, no, it is. Look, look, look. At, rewind it. Rewind it. Honestly, even, this is just a testament to how unfortunate Jenna Malone's career has been for the last, like, five years. It's really, it's really a shame. Like she deserves a lot better than the roles that she's gotten. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I, when I saw this, uh, these notes, I saw Jenna Malone's name, and I was like, okay, I know who that is. <laughs> but let wow. me look. Her, let Guys me look her up. So rude to Jenna Malone. Let me look her up, and then I was she like, oh yeah, the Ruins life. No, I love Jenna Malone. Uh, I just, no, I, I'm never going to forget who she is again. It does seem like I'm reading the fir- her first tweet. It's uh, she says it was on Sunset. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because I was going to say earlier, I was like, I think the Amoeba was on Sunset yes. and the Arby's was yeah. on Sunset. Yeah, I'm so. naming. I'm, yeah, I was naming the wrong street. Yes. Yeah, and this Sunset, that's, that's the that thing area. is this, this is that part of Hollywood where it's like there's a lot of people usually around. Yeah, and not the crazies. So you wouldn't just look at the crazy thing and be like, "Oh, this is the crazy part of Hollywood." <laughs> and even <laughs> this then, is this is the part of Hollywood yeah, where you would have intervention. I don't think there's anywhere where you can swing like yeah, swing a dog like, like a lasso. <laughs> I don't know, man. Get away with it. Expensive by the McDonald's level next crazy. Like, Walk by the McDonald's next to Ripley's Believe It or Not sometime. Uh, sure. I, I feel sure. like you've seen some crimes in front of that place. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely have... seen some crimes there. But... Speaking of crimes, yeah. at first, when they showed this on the news, all they show you is this guy getting savagely beaten <laughs> by such a... It looks like the United Colors of Benetton is beating this man. Like, you can tell there's a gay dude there. There are fucking construction workers. One of them was probably an undercover cop. It looked like mankind had finally united (laughs) over one common enemy. And it it was this guy that was beating the shit out of this innocent dog. The entire village people took a break from the the Hollywood YMCA to come (laughs) beat the shit out of this guy. And when they first showed it, they were like, is this reaction over the top? And when they just show that cutting to commercial, you're like, yeah, I bet it is. That seems excessive. (laughs) And then they explain what the guy was doing. And it's like, oh, no, I get it. Of course. That makes sense. People are going to. And they they gave him some kicks. The guy hit him with a pole a couple times. Like it was. It's like a teensy little dog, too. If you see the very small dog. It's like a teensy little white jo- dog. And then Jim Malone is like, the dog had fractured ribs yeah. and broken bones of the hind. No. Like, fuck that. 
Fuck and, that guy. He deserved to get his ass kicked. And then in the news story, if I can find the actual news report, I'll link to it. Because there's another great moment where they're like, up next, we're going to hear from the man and hear his side of the story. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm like, what if he makes a really good point? <laughs> what if he had like a very legitimate reason for swinging yeah. the dog in yeah, what, like, what, what, what if he states his case and I'm like huh oh you know you, you know well. what he, I take it back he seems yeah, like a what if he's like guy. have you ever yeah, seen what? the matrix there were bullets <laughs> flying in the air I can prove it but no they cut to him and he's still on the ground and he just goes it's my dog it should listen to what I say it's like all right you didn't even need to you didn't need to build the drama for that Ryan Seacrest come on and then they also interview the dog's owner who as it turns out was this guy's mom not the guy. So Jesus. it wasn't, he's like, it's my dog. Right. Let me stop you right there, sir. Right. <laughs> You're already full of shit. Right. Not his dog. He stole it from his mom. And the person interviewing her asked if she thought that the beating he received in response for this was excessive. And her response was something along the lines of, I'm on champion's side. Champion is the dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. That is the dog's name. So yeah, this was a wild wild thing that happened and good yeah, job found, jenna malone i found the video oh did you this Ooh, is a clip. someone's got a stick <laughs> <laughs> i told you yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah please tell me they said fetch or something while they hit him <laughs> with it yeah he did he, somebody come with a rolled up newspaper that's what i need to know <laughs> they certainly i wish that would have been good that's that's a that's a missed opportunity i would say they certainly give him the business. That is, I for would sure. say, that is a accurate description of what happens here. Right, <laughs> I need gave to him see the it. Business. It's yeah, there's dog. Jenna. Yeah, hey, Jenna. It, it's not like it says Jenna Malone. She, yeah, no. It not only does it not say Jenna Malone. She's like ten seconds in the midst of like a bunch of other people that they're interviewing. It's very funny. And also, if she was in like her sucker punch garb. I might have been like, oh, shit, that was Jenna Malone. But she's in, no, like, but, running errands on Sunset. I mean, she did basically look like she was in Donnie Darko. Like, it was the same, like, just kind of yeah. like a regular shirt, you know, just like a normal clothes. But, yeah. Wow. Wild. Never see Jenna Malone coming, man. We Weird, wild <laughs> stuff. For that guy fucked up. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this next story. Okay. No. I know. Okay, we're going to stay on the dog thing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's, yeah. The first part of the story happened June of last year. That's when Governor Ron DeSantis, everyone familiar? Cool guy. Yes. Really cool guy. <sighs> Great. Love him. I just, any sentence that starts with his name and doesn't end with like, you know, died of blank, I don't want to hear the rest of the sentence. <laughs> well, then you're going to hate this. <laughs> In June, unfortunately, of, in June of last year, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, signed legislation into law that requires students and faculty of public Florida universities to report their political views to the state. This is just so representative of how broken Americans thinking is when it comes to political parties. Mm -hmm. People on the left are rightfully upset 
about this because Ron DeSantis is a right wing fuck stick. Right. But and this is weird. This is a science fiction novel. Yeah. Like, this is like a movie in the 70s that's about McCarthyism. This would be the premise. Like it, it's and the, people would say it's too on the nose. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's <laughs> yes. the thing. And it's the kind That's of the thing, thing that should alarm you no matter what. Like, if you yeah. just still believe that there is some semblance of freedom and privacy in the United States, this is the kind of thing that should absolutely drive you bananas, no matter what side of the aisle well, you're on. But it's one of those things where if, if it's your side doing it, people are like, eh, whatever, it's fine. I, I mean, look, if if a Democrat Democratic politician suggested something like this, I would also be very skeptical. I want to be clear. But like yeah. that is the thing. Like, you know, it, it's it's tired. It's old hat at this point to 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 harp on conservative hypocrisy. But like, you know, if a Democrat did do something like this, it would be rightfully decried as a, a massive overreach and not healthy for a free society. No, I, I agree that but, people like us who are doing this podcast would be outraged either way, but Democrats could absolutely sell an initiative oh no. like this, provided it was based around fighting far-right extremism because Democrats sure. have no interest in fighting far-left <laughs> ideals at all. No, they they I they absolutely I could absolutely see a misguided attempt to do something like this from someone to the left, quote unquote. But <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I'm big, saying, big fucking quotes around that. Yeah, but but I'm just saying that that is something that the, the very people championing this would be angry about yeah. if it was the exact same thing. Just from the other direction, then the conservatives would be. That's what you know, I'm saying. Right. But I, I always, that's I, always find, I think we're all saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's, we, that's we what are. I'm saying. That's why we're so broken. Like, but I always yes. find, I always find that kind of a hypothetical largely unhelpful in conversations like this, just because this is the territory of the right wing. Like this, this oh, kind I mean, of authoritarianism is the territory of the right wing like yeah. it's it's what it's why it's why we have this idea that democrats can't govern effectively uh it's because the system that we live in is the apparatus of it is right wing apparatus Absolutely. so like the people who are mask off right wing are going to have a much easier time with the agenda with their agenda than the people who are like putting up this facade of like left friendly centrism it's still like uh, whatever. I, we are all saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, there is a reason like, I couched my statement yeah. in. It's I, I think it's tired to call out hypocrisy because yeah. we that's what we've been doing for decades and it hasn't yeah. made a difference. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Like, po pointing and yelling hypocrite at the fascists has so far yielded uh, zero results. Right. Yeah, I'm not but, so much pointing at the fascists and calling them hypocrites. I'm just pointing out a thing that... It crosses party lines. It's that yeah. idea where, yeah. well, our side's doing it, so it's cool. And neither side has enough forward-thinking ability to be like, well, the other side's going to have it yeah, in I mean, the future, and they could just turn it on you. Yeah. And it's like, right. no, we're going to be in power forever. But that's Tim why Obama never rolled back the Patriot Act. I mean, like, it's the story yeah. of the last 
two decades. That's the thing. I mean, to me, this is all just further proof that there is no difference. That they they aren't two sides. They're no. two slightly different approaches to the same side. I think one of the big reasons our government hates Venezuela so much, I mean, just <laughs> beyond just having the gall to be a socialist-leaning nation in our half of the hemisphere, right? but Venezuela was what we still are for the longest time until Hugo Chavez happened. Yeah. Venezuela had two political parties that were predominantly controlled by rich white mm -hmm. men who mostly kowtowed to business interests. And they just took turns running the country, but they had the same goals, the same agendas. They both contributed to leading Venezuela into the exact places that Chavez and Maduro led them, but with our help. Like, mm -hmm. they got there on their own the first time because they were adhering to what we wanted in terms of business interests. So they were the party that we liked so they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. But that's what the United States is now. We've just had the same two white man dominated parties in power for so long and they are just working toward the same goal. And yeah. it is one of the biggest failings of the populace that we have fallen for this idea that that's not the case, that these are two <laughs> mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. parties working toward two very different things, like citation needed, based, yeah. like based on what? Like, did we stop mass incarcerating black people when Democrats were in office? Or did no. we start when Democrats were yeah. in office and yeah. then didn't stop when Republicans were in office? Like, like you said, Obama didn't repeal the Patriot Act. He didn't shut down Guantanamo Bay. Like, no, he and didn't end the war. And it's he not didn't. it's not because he really wanted to and just couldn't get things done. <laughs> like, get over yourself. He's the president. Yeah, he could have done it. He could have executive yeah. ordered that shit. And then Trump could have just reopened Guantanamo later if he cared sure. that much. It's an illusion. Mm -hmm. And that's why people need to take shit like this more seriously, even if it's your yeah. side doing it. Like, stop thinking in sides. I mean, I don't know why. That's never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, I don't know. You're making this plea to conservatives? I don't know. I don't know I'm that, just the public. I don't know man. that the conservatives just, are going to be listening. Uh, I mean, even yeah. the liberals you right now are on Twitter going, vote, uh, vote, vote. Yeah, and it's well, like, I mean, for what? I, we did I, it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, we, uh, I think it, in this particular case is what I'm yeah. referring to. So yeah. DeSantis calls this an effort to monitor intellectual diversity on yeah, now, campuses. Now he cares about sure. diversity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now diversity matters. Yeah, no, I believe that that's what he means. I absolutely believe that he's using those words honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Florida Senate President Wilton Simpson, who is a supporter of the bill, argues that there is a, quote, great risk, end quote, that Florida's universities had become, quote, socialism factories. That's exactly what I would expect someone named Wilton Simpson to say. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's such a rich name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wilton. Oof. Like, who even comes up with that? that? There has to be a story behind that. Yeah. Right. Wilton. It's like his great, great, great grandfather. His middle name is probably Overseer. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> the Good news here is that the bill provides no guarantees or protections against 
partisan targeting of campuses and staff and does not protect student confidentiality. I think I put that in the good news side of the notes incorrectly. That actually yeah. sounded like very, very bad news. Okay, Feels I was like wondering. Maybe you just I... need to balance it out <laughs> yeah. visually. Yeah, feng shui is off on the notes there. So yeah, that's horrifying. The second, only slightly cooler part of this story happened in April. That is when a union that represents faculty at Florida's public universities I just think it's surprising that Florida still has any unions. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That's impressive. Surprised by that also. They sent out a letter to all of their members telling them not to respond to the survey. This is a quote from the letter. Florida's government has no right to know the thoughts, feelings, or political or religious beliefs of anyone, including the higher education community. Privacy is the bedrock of democracy and a safeguard against autocratic control. That is from the United Faculty of Florida. Hell sounds yeah. like someone, a college-educated person, would say. Mm-hmm. That's what that sounds like. like something that you'd hear in one of them socialism factories. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just don't know that I'm worried about, like, FSU being a, <laughs> being a socialism factory. I just don't know that that's, I don't know that that's happening. This whole thing sucks. Good on, good on the teachers. You know, Florida, like, you know, obviously things are different now because everything is different now, but it was, it was a union state yeah for for yeah. Uh, for a long time like there's the it, there's a the the term dixiecrat mm-hmm. uh, is invented for the blue collar people of florida and georgia a lot of people who are in my family who now are republicans but you know there is still a long enough tradition of unions in the area that i'm not surprised that there are at least a few actual question how much of this do you think could be low-key about immigration. Because if we're talking socialism and Florida, (sighs) that's probably going to be like people from Venezuela and people from Cuba Uh, and shit like that. This could just as easily be Ron DeSantis trying to... are are anti-socialists. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I assume it must, in part, because every aspect of the right wing's plan right now involves immigration to some extent it's kind of the glue yeah. that holds everything together oh that that's platform. a good that's a good segue <laughs> uh, oh oh god yeah it is oh jesus but i mean this just is to me it's it's just in line with all of the thought policing that you know florida and other states have been doing you know with regards to trans children and the don't say gay bill all this stuff it's just culture war shit like that seems to be what it all boils down to is get the culture roiling and then you can do whatever the fuck you want well yeah and then you can just see how far right you can push our legislation like so i'm so glad that the that the democrats uh gave us the telecommunications act of 1996 that's Mm. so so cool so cool thanks bill so Yeah, speaking of immigration, this next story, what's crazy about this, one, it sounds like a joke, but is not a joke. And two, (laughs) sounds horrifying, but is actually not the worst thing. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those, this whole story is one of those, like, you could just be one of those, you know, accidentally leftist tweets. Right. (laughs) Yeah, here is the headline. Texas Governor Greg Abbott wants to bus immigrants to Washington, D.C., 
and leave them at the steps of the Capitol. And that sounds like an Onion headline. Right. (laughs) Yes. But it's a real thing. Shocking, because Greg Abbott is just notoriously chill. Yeah, no, super cool. Most things, yeah. Yeah, he's another one. He's, you know, just like Ron DeSantis. I see his name. And if it's if there aren't like, you know, a 19 whatever to 2000 whatever in parentheses (laughs) right after it, I'm like, I don't need to know the rest of this. Yeah, he announced in early April that he was hatching a plan to send busloads of immigrants from the border with Mexico to the steps of the Capitol. This was his quote, to help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration. Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. And quote. I mean, like right off the bat, that statement sounds like it was written by committee. (laughs) Like it's just like you're addressing the needs of the people. Why are you dressing that up? Why are you Uh, using that language? But here's the thing. That sounds really harsh. It sounds like right wing fantasy stuff that would never happen. Right. Two things. One, it has already started happening. There are already people who have been driven by chartered bus from Texas to Washington, D.C. But here's the hitch. Those people, their response to that was, hey, thanks. This is a (laughs) whole lot better than being in Texas. And as it turns out, the other problem with this attempt to own the libs, this was the Biden administration's plan to handle immigration at the border. This is what they were going to do in response to these border communities, kind of rightfully Like, it's one thing to be Los Angeles and 10,000 people show up. You can deal with that. If you're a community of 15,000 people and like 5,000 people show up, that's a TV show right there. (laughs) So it makes sense to kind of disperse people to different parts of the country, especially if maybe they have family Mm -hmm. in that part of the country or whatever, where other authorities, immigration authorities, whatever, can deal with them separately so it doesn't all fall on one area. So this was the plan. It just hadn't really been able to be put in place because of COVID. So yeah, they're just kind of helping Joe Biden do what Joe Biden wanted to do in the first place, but paying for it themselves. Right. Well, it's weird because also like detention, like ICE detention has gone up under Biden, not down. So it's weird for, uh, I mean, again, it's, it's culture war shit. It's gov- it's Greg Abbott just trying to grandstand for, you know, the, the, the ultra right shitheads that support him, but like th- their policy isn't too far off from each other anyway, regardless of the whole busing plan. But now you put the buses into it. And it's like, okay, you're taking these folks to, I mean, from Texas, which is a big state and most of it sucks to, you know, out east where the states are a lot smaller. They can there's more places they can go. Like, it, yeah, it is. You're helping. Yeah. You're this, helping. You didn't mean to help, but that's what you're doing. This yeah. would actually be a brilliant way to put a plan like that in motion, because if you have it done this way, where it's this Republican governor sending his convoys out all across the country to all these 
Democrat-ruled cities that'll take people and process their immigration applications. It's like, cool. Like, people yeah. on the left are going to be like, all right, that's fine. We'll take them. And people on the right are going to be like, Haha, how do you feel now that you got all those immigrants in San Francisco? It's like, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not a it's, problem it's, at all. And then nobody's up in arms about it. Yeah, it's like when they were talking, when the right wingers talk about canceling Bill Maher. And it's like, oh, no, please don't. Like, yeah. if Biden were smart and he, he could just, like, mm. go out and say, look, we're going to get a network. We're going to build a network of buses and Texas is going to pay for it. Like, it's the same. Sure. But no, yeah. then Texas would be mad about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you're right. You you're do right, it you're like right. this. Texas isn't mad because they think they're owning the libs. <laughs> the libs aren't mad because this is essentially what they want. They don't want people deported back to where they came from. They want them sent to places where they'll be treated a little more humanely. And man, I listen, I want to believe in happy conspiracy theories, too. <laughs> and it would be very nice if this was just how the government in general decided to deal with this instead of turning it. We probably into shouldn't be saying this then. No, probably not. We should yeah. just be like, this is terrible and we hate it and don't keep doing it because then well, they'll keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. How dare I would, you? I would just like to add also, like, I just am reading, I keep reading this statement over and over again. My eyes are drawn to it. <laughs> I can't, I can't look away. But it's, it's funny that he, he, this must be a new party line, the dropped off by the Biden administration thing, because he says it like three times in as many <laughs> sentences. That's my first note. And my second is, this is also it also very much feels like kind of connected to I was what I was talking about when we did the the Trump episode a couple of weeks ago. Our politicians are just fundamentally too online and they <laughs> process the world through online and that is the type of thing that can lead a right-wing person to doing something like this because he is combating a problem that mostly only exists online and he's doing it in a way that he thinks will make people online angry yeah, not realizing that it's actually helping the people that he's trying to hurt he's doing the the real world policy version of making up a guy to be mad at right exactly and then executing policy at them yeah. yes <laughs> i think uh, i think people really do sometimes overestimate the influence of the internet like it i always i think that one of the earliest examples of it was snakes on a plane there was yeah. so much hype about that movie on the internet and people are like man it's gonna be so huge when that movie comes out and it's like yeah only the internet cares about that no one yeah. else in life cares about that movie and it bombed and of course what? it bombed and people were like what how yeah. or watchmen watchmen but then, did but not again did not perform up to its internet hype whatsoever. Right. I almost quit a writing job because I wrote an article about why Watchmen was going to bomb. And the woman who was my boss got very angry. About it. <laughs> she was like, are you sure? It's the best-selling comic book of all time. And I said, nay, it is the best-selling graphic novel of all time. Those <laughs> right. are very different things. You line up 100 Americans and ask them their favorite superhero, nary a one of them is going to name someone from Watchmen. I promise you. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I agree about the Watchmen thing. You know, well, that's just like the whole thing with that was 
that was the first taste of the film industry being like, wait, is the internet hype? And now the internet does have that kind of sway, is the thing. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. both. And, and Zack Snyder is the same. Is this still the example over that? Yeah. Oh well, my. I think but, this is an example, like back to your point of the internet, yes, having some influence over no, politicians. I agree. And it, yeah, it's like they shouldn't view the internet this way. Yes. Like, you shouldn't govern thinking. Well, as long as I make people on the left right. mad on Twitter, I'm doing my job. And it's like, no, you're actually doing Joe Biden's job right but now. But I will say, and and this is something that I, you know we keep coming back to, like these are mistakes only in the grand scheme of things. Like they work – on the base they these these moves work like even if you're only appealing like if you're a right-wing politician and you're only appealing to the weirdest assholes online that still overlaps enough with your actual voting base that you're able to be successful whereas a democrat you know many democrats try to you know have the same level of like interaction with their base online and it doesn't work because that's not the nature of the left in the same way it is. Exactly. The right. That's why this needs to be turned into a right wing bus convoy effort of just a big dramatic thing where <laughs> yeah. they take like fifteen hundred buses, take everyone who is languishing at the border, waiting for their applications to be processed and drive them to places where those applications can be processed quicker. Right. And then just Act like you owned the libs over it. No, when totally. it's just and I doubt- really like the most humane thing that could be done right now. Yeah. And I doubt that there's no way that a bunch of right wingers bussing immigrants around the country could possibly backfire. There's no way that'll. Yeah, that'll and neither could leaving them in right wing Texas at I'm the border. Not say- in look, the I'm not saying that that's the cr- so they can. Chase them back across the border with Rottweilers or something. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the that's the correct solution. I'm just saying maybe, yeah. maybe we sh- maybe, maybe as just- a country we should try to find an actual solution to immigration <laughs> instead of why are you being this no, Why? I know. Okay, why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What would we talk about on the podcast, Olivia? You're right. You're right. Oh. You're right. I, well, I didn't think about the podcast. Bad for business. What you're saying right now. So, yeah, let's move on to a different story. This Please. is we're really drilling down on local news in this case. <laughs> we finally I, get one in my neck of the woods. I feel like I might be the only one here, but and maybe not. <laughs> Hopefully you both read the article. A jury in Wisconsin, Door County, Wisconsin, more like Dork <laughs> County, just found an 86 year old man guilty of his wife's 1975 murder. And I'm skeptical. Here's the thing. Not skeptical that he killed his wife. I don't doubt that. There's <laughs> sure. That's certainly more than possible. But as you read this story, it feels like there's not enough there to convict this man of murder. Okay, but one thing you need to understand, Adam, is that when God closes a missing persons case in Door County, he opens a Ah. murder window. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I feel oh, like I thought, a, I thought you were going to say I, Window County. But yeah, I was, I could, I was waiting yeah, for Window I could, County. Like, I, I, that was a real missed opportunity. I needed to workshop this. This was yeah. off. I didn't. I didn't. I needed to diagram it out a little well, bit. Well, it's okay. We're just giving notes. We're just yeah. riffing. We're, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, this is just uh, the rough uh, draft of this episode. You know, yeah. We're going to do it again. <laughs> Workout room, I was going to say, know? come come, yeah. come, see me. Next time I get booked on like an actual show that's not a mic, I'll have this. Yeah, I'll have, this it'll, is, be, it'll be worked out. This is just the table read version of this episode. <laughs> when God closes a door, county missing persons no, case. Yeah. Let's keep doing this. It's but am I wrong? But the the, the details. Yes. The no, allegations against this guy. It seems like the whole case against him is come on. It had to be him. Come on. Come on. Come on. Who else would it be? The whole basis of this case is. Come we on. would like to not have a cold case on our files. He had to is have done okay? it. He had to have done it. This guy, his name is Richard Pierce. His mm-hmm. wife's name was Carol Jean Pierce. She disappeared in 1975, and he was like... I'm sorry, she disappeared. Is... <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. get it. No, okay. it's the words disappeared. Her last name is Pierce. Oh, <laughs> I got, okay, you're right. Yeah, I easy got mistake up. to make. Yeah, easy, easy mix-up. His claim was always, well, she just left me she didn't like me anymore and she wanted to go off and start a new life and apparently there was some indication that she told her mom that she wanted to leave and go to michigan i'm sorry his name is dick pierce (laughs) that is there is that is what you are absolutely losing your shit over right now (laughs) Uh, but you know his regnal name is prince albert (laughs) (laughs) so for years and years and years this woman was just missing and it was a cold case they searched his property in 2008 over this and they also searched his property in 2018 and they in 2018 i believe is when they reopened this cold case and their whole argument is well he stood to gain from her being dead and it's like, well, first of all, any married couple with an insurance policy, like right. the spouse in theory stands to gain if that person was dead. But in this case, it seems like there's not even an insurance policy. They said no. he stood to gain from a pension unencumbered by a wife. What? That's what? a stretch. He stood to gain a new girlfriend. Don't you understand? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he stood to gain his freedom back. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. It's just, Yeah. Seems like a stretch even for cops. And yeah, they said he got a a new girlfriend not long after his wife died. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm sure he I'm sure he killed her. I don't. But also, (laughs) if I was on the jury, I would not. I I cannot envision a world where I would be like, yeah, of course he's guilty. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. You do not convict this case. No. I mean, it is odd that there is no follow up from the wife if she just like. You know, of course, went on yeah. a spirit journey and like went to go find herself, live, laugh, love style. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes bad people just get away with crimes. And, that's, and like, that's and the yeah, whole and problem. like you said, like I, I that is theoretically how our justice department, uh, you know, justice system is supposed to work is a person can get away with murder if the case isn't there. If there's not yeah. evidence, if yeah. you can't. Like, that's how it's supposed to work. You're not supposed to just be like, well, no, I feel like yeah. he is guilty. 
But also, this reminds me of uh, Serial, the the first season of Serial with, oh, with yeah. Adnan, where it's like, he probably did it. <laughs> yeah. But also, there was clearly not overwhelming evidence yeah. in that case that he shouldn't have been convicted. Like, the, But these are not ideas that the American people are very well equipped to hold. Because in general, we conflate the idea of incarceration with punishment and we equate the idea of punishment with rehabilitation. Uh, And that's that's if we're thinking with our hearts, you know, like the other the other side of it is people that just want to be punitive out of a sense of vindictiveness or vengeance. And it's just like the, the, the way our system is supposed to work is that I would rather 10 guilty people go free than one innocent person ever spend a day in jail. Like that's yeah. the, the idea behind it. And well, also it's like 1975. Come on. That was, yeah. I mean, and also honestly, let, it, let it go. People, <laughs> if he did it, he did it. People just don't want to be wrong. Also. Yeah. Like in yeah. cases, not necessarily like this, but man, I still, I know, I know people don't love it, but my unpopular opinion when it comes to people who, seem like they maybe didn't get a completely fair shake in their trial is Scott Peterson. Like if you look into the actual evidence against Scott Peterson, it is shaky as fuck. Like the fact that he went fishing and then her body washes up in that same spot, like three months later, that's not, that's not how that would work and barely decomposed. There are witnesses that saw her walking a dog at a certain time of day. And if they're correct, there's no way he did it. And then the police were just like, nah, they were all wrong. They got the date wrong. It's one of the ways TV has been really bad for the yeah. justice system. Yeah. Like yeah. court TV and- was a travesty. Nancy Grace is a criminal and should be <laughs> in criminal jail. Like all of that trial by media stuff that happened in the 90s mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. man, that really helped shitty cops do their job unimpeded for a long, long time. Because once you get it in the public's mind that, well, the boyfriend always did it, the spouse always did it. If the crime's especially brutal, it's a crime of passion. Like all of this lazy textbook police work shit that just Mm -hmm. is treated like law. But when you dig into it, it's just getting innocent people sent to prison. Copaganda shows and court dramas, too, like have for a long time been like offering up examples of, you know, investigative forensic science that are deeply flawed. But like putting them in their narratives as as if they're like stone cold fact, as if they're undisputable. Yeah, the only true crime show I still really fuck with on Investigation Discovery is called See No Evil. And the one thing I like about it is it's hard for them to really be dishonest about the evidence that they're finding or showing because it's all based on surveillance footage. Like they'll they'll find footage from like an ATM camera from a gas station and just kind of track the movements of this crime. And it makes it really clear so it's just like if the opening titles for The Wire was a whole show. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. And it is a fantastic reminder that we are always being watched, just like all the time, under all circumstances. Yeah. There is someone watching. Amazon's going a long way toward making that happen. Yeah. Uh, ring doorbells, obviously, <laughs> are part of that, but also their yeah. delivery 
trucks and mm-hmm. vans are all outfitted with surveillance cameras to keep you safe from the drivers acting up. <laughs> and it's especially a problem in Chicago, which is where the last story we're going to talk about on this episode takes place. Chicago, it doesn't get the attention it deserves, but Chicago, in a spe- like the Chicago PD, has built one of the most robust surveillance networks in the entire world. Wait, are you saying the police department that had a secret like black site <laughs> detention center that nobody knew about is also somehow involved in like deep surveillance somehow. Right. That's, that's insane to me. A, a, a black site that nobody knew about, but that was also featured on an episode of the good wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, before that story broke. Yeah. It was called well, home and yeah. square. And it was exactly that the Chicago PD would arrest someone and then drive them to this place no one knew existed and interrogate them first a little bit there. So if their lawyer came looking for them, the like they would just be like, well, they're in transit to the station. We don't know where they are. And people would just disappear long enough to sometimes get coerced into confessing before they can even talk to a lawyer. Big, big problem. It is. Huh, I wouldn't imagine that they're involved in anything else nefarious. <laughs> well, it's part of the reason it's actually one of the primary reasons the death penalty was overturned in Illinois. At one point, this one cop in Chicago confessed to coercing confessions out of something like 250, 300 people. Yeah. And some of them were either were on death row or were yeah. executed. And the governor was like, we can't just like kill all these people. We have to like figure out which ones were tied to that guy. How many other cops were like him out there who also sent people to death row. And this, yeah, Chicago, it's crazy. Chicago PD is nuts. And they have now built this huge surveillance network. Their surveillance cameras, they basically integrate all like if you let them, like if you have a fucking vape shop that has a surveillance camera on it, if you let them, they will just integrate that right into yeah. their own network. The back door right in. And the thing they're doing now, Chicago home and business owners who are concerned about violent crime in Chicago, which is everyone, yeah, they will soon be eligible for rebates to defray the cost of security cameras, outdoor motion sensor lighting, <laughs> cloud storage, and vehicle GPS trackers. And- This is at least in part one of Lori Lightfoot's schemes to get reelected. Right. Well, it's also just Lori Lightfoot's like, I love the police. Oh, yeah. And Uh, never put a GPS tracker on your car that a cop gave to you. I don't don't even know why I would ever have to say that. But if anyone is listening to this, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. They can do that on their own if they really want that information. Yeah, well, I guarantee the reason they're offering that up is carjackings. Because carjackings are either happening at epic proportions in Chicago right now or – they're just being reported on in a way that makes it seem like yeah, it's worse than yeah, usual. They're, they're, so they're, the police can get trackers in everybody's car in Chicago. Like, who knows? It could go either mm-hmm. way. Like, I don't doubt that people are getting carjacked in Chicago. Sure. It's like, a big city. It's a big city. Carjackings happen. But, man, I, I would like to see the numbers on the increase that requires every Chicago citizen to have a GPS tracker in their car if – They'll go for it because this does seem like a thing. Like if you 
you got a house, you got a pl- if, if you want it, police will give you the money to buy it. And yeah, Lori Lightfoot, before this, she gave out like gas cards, she gave out some transit cards, she gave mm-hmm. out free bicycles. And that's fine. Give people free shit. I'm not mad at that. But yeah. th- this isn't that. It's funny to give out free bicycles but not make Chicago a safe city to bike around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a move. Yes, well, that, that's she's literally just trying to get bicyclists killed now. That's <laughs> that's what that's about. She's like, oh, people that ride bikes uh, are on to me. <laughs> Don't worry, there's a bike lane. <laughs> it's right on top. <laughs> and they do ask that everyone who gets one of these cameras or any of the security equipment, that they register it with the Chicago PD. But please rest assured, you have to give them authorization for them to access that camera footage. And I love this quote from Lori Lightfoot about that. She said she's not comfortable, here's the quote, that we're just going to tap into those cameras automatically emphasis mine, even if the technology would allow CPD to do just that. (laughs) So please just trust the Chicago PD (laughs) citizens of Chicago. They will not access these security cameras and GPS trackers that they are going to buy for you and install in your home. That's the other thing. She also said in one of these press conferences, don't have the tools to install it. Don't worry. We'll send someone out to do it. It's like, (laughs) Jesus, why don't you just make it mandatory? Why not just say we're sending people out to put cameras on the front of all of your homes? They're just going to send out a revolver with a single bullet (laughs) (laughs) to everyone. Every minority in Chicago, just here, you know what to do. Take care of yourself. We're done. It feels like it's getting to that. That (laughs) I know. The sad thing is that's not like the most outlandish thing. No, 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 no. Well, that was always my concern when Democrats and people like especially on social media again, like whenever there was a school shooting or a mass shooting and I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get the sentiment, but there would always be. Be those people who would post, why can't the government just go out and seize all the guns? It's like, yeah, you want to send a heavily militarized police force into inner city Chicago to seize guns? Like that's, I mean, that's the initiative we're we're backing right now. One, or if it's going to go poorly, it's not not going to go great. It's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. Or even if you want to like skew that in the liberal perspective. It's still not great where it's like, well, you want to send a bunch of social workers out to the middle of the woods to pick up some guy's <laughs> yeah. shotgun. You think that's going to work out super exactly. well? <laughs> Just send a trained mental health counselor. Like, look, into the I think woods we, of Kentucky and talk we, that yeah. gun out of his hand. We clearly need like comprehensive gun control Absolutely. in the country. But I don't know that either of those are necessarily an ideal solution. Yeah, I think we should start with like more jobs and economic <laughs> equality oh, and yeah, things yeah. like that. I, I feel like we should try that and just see how Free it shakes out. And because, yeah, even if that doesn't work, at least we got all those jobs and all that health care. But here's then, the thing. If we had less economic inequality and affordable health care, then we would never get Michael Bay's ambulance. That would just never happen. It, w- it would not exist. 
John Q on wheels. <laughs> Very much That's is. What is. <laughs> and here's the thing. John like Q John... was good and it's good yeah. on wheels, too. It's like John Q meets collateral. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I can't believe good, that the takeaway I'm going to have from recording this episode <laughs> is that I need to watch another fucking Michael Bay movie. You should. I, it's I good. I can't believe that's where, like, this is the result <laughs> of me doing this, is that now I'm going to be convinced I have to see a Michael Bay movie. That is about Fun. as accurate of a take as we could have on this country yeah. in general. <laughs> we go through all of this horrifying news about things happening around the world, yeah. and we come out of it like, but that Michael Bay ambulance yeah. movie, though. You got to go see that. Yeah, the, the, everything is terrible, but at least Michael Bay has learned how to use drone shots. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. That's like, not how fascism works at all. And, and they're great <laughs> drone shots. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because things keep happening under fascism, you see. I mean, you still yeah. have sports and movies and oh, yeah. things like that. Yeah, the Olympics. But yeah, Lenny Riefenstahl. In, in, not yeah. Germany. Yeah. And all those things. So, yeah, I think that <sighs> I think we did it. I we think did it. We solved it. We solved all of these problems. Don't get don't get Chicago police cameras put in your homes. No. Good God, people. Jeez. And if you do, at least act like you're not sharing the footage with them. <laughs> I mean, unless your Amazon package gets stolen, then what right, other yeah. recourse do you yeah, have? No, absolutely. Because Amazon notoriously. What else are you going to do? Amazon yeah. notoriously will not send you a replacement. If you just like text them. Yeah. That's the thing about stolen Amazon packages. Did you just ask Amazon to send you another one? <laughs> they probably will. You don't have to get. No, don't get me on next door. Oh, my God. That we need to do an episode about next door someday. Yeah. Next door. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with the ring and the. and. Yeah, it's just it. normalizing community surveillance. Like it's. Yep. I don't point, see what the problem with that is. I've no, well, How could that go wrong? Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those cool things where eventually the government won't have to watch us because we'll just always feel like we I, never know. I, who's look, watching I'm going to have to stop you right there. I have certainly never seen a Twilight Zone episode about that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not whole time periods in Germany <laughs> where that was a thing, like up no, to the '80s. Sure. You know, none of that. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know what you guys are referencing? Good times. Anyway, good times on this comedy podcast today. Yeah, this is great. Do <laughs> we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Besides Michael Bay's Ambulance, available on demand and still in yeah. theaters now. And still, go see it in theaters. I don't saw it in theaters, mistake. and I don't regret it one bit. Andy, do you have anything to plug? I'll be performing at uh, the University of Florida in no. I what am I? Uh, I had to sign a thing saying you know who I was uh, politically, so I'm not allowed. <laughs> I the new season of Look Good for the Boys is starting very soon, May 13th, right around the corner. Hell yeah! Friday, May 13th. Look Good for the Boys is back with season three. I've got some ghoul schools on the way. Um, I think that's all I have. At Andy underscore cell on Twitter if I don't delete my account before this episode airs. <laughs> and hey, follow whoever takes it after Andy, even if he does. Yeah. Sure. Olivia, do you have anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Not really. All right. Olivia, <laughs> we got to get you on a on a on a ghoul school. I need to ask you. I need to send Absolutely. you a thing about a ghoul school. Absolutely, I, I'm I'm always down. I'm always down to pod. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll I'll plug uh, 
Adam and I's upcoming Lost Rewatch podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I am looking forward to that. I do think that's a thing we should do. I, I agree. I've been thinking about it. Andy. It would be fun. Don't be a hater. Don't I, be I, I don't hate be that, that way. show. I'm sorry. Well, that's well, okay. Then yeah. you won't be on it. <laughs> or that's maybe okay. you will be. Maybe that makes you the perfect person. Or, or maybe or maybe you will be. Um, <laughs> we'll have you talk about we'll, we'll have you talk about Paolo and Nikki. That'll be that'll be oh, great. I, oh, yeah. justice, justice I for Paolo it. and Nikki. <laughs> great episode of television. Wonderful episode of television of a great show. Didn't one of them get buried alive? <laughs> they, they both get buried alive. <laughs> it's great. Way to give the fans what they want. Lost. The third season is wild. Anyway. Um, yeah. Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can get bonus episodes there. You can also now get full video episodes of this podcast, like the whole thing. It's not edited as much as the podcast version. It's very sloppy and gross. But we also still put out the regular podcast version. Obviously, you're listening to it. If you don't want to give us money to watch full video versions, how about you follow us on Instagram at unpops.podcast or on YouTube at unpops. Mm. And there we post a whole bunch of we've started posting video clips. We've started posting like shorter 30 minute video versions of some of the podcasts with like graphics and things. It's all it's all really a whole deal. So, yeah, if you want to see what we all look like. Oh, God, that that's that always surprises me when people are like, you look nothing like I thought. It's like you haven't Googled it once. (laughs) <laughs> like you're no matter what you're listening on you can pro unless you're listening on an ipod like yeah. you can probably use the thing you're listening on to just like oh hey i wonder i wonder what andy looks like i would <laughs> i would rather the listener just concoct the <laughs> fantasy version of me that, that would be much happier <laughs> um i think that's it right that sounds like it's it sounds like it's it yeah and uh, it's like the end of an episode. Let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Andy, say goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.